The Killer Pod from Outer Space presents Watch This or Die. Welcome everybody back to Killer Pod from Outer Space. We are here with you for a Watch This or Die. And we are also in a brand spanking new studio. Woo! Yeah, stop screaming, <laughs> Jiminy. You're getting used to these high quality microphones. Yeah, they're very nice. My name is Vinny. I am here with you as always with my good brother Jeff. What's up, party people? Oh, see, I did it too. We got the. Uh, Gotta get accustomed the, the, to these. The excitement is high. Yeah. And uh, it's nice that I have to be. I have to be a little bit back from the microphone. Yeah, That's maybe we, maybe we're gonna have to put those little uh, pee poppers. Mm. All right, you, dude. This has been this has been what a two day, multi month effort. We are here. Uh, yeah, it has been months in the making and uh, days in the finalizing. I guess you could say. Yeah, um, months of planning and figuring out what equipment and how we're going to do this and where we're going to do it, and then getting the set equipment and then set up. Two day effort due to uh, microphone mishap. Mishap. Yeah. <laughs> But we're, we're set now, and that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun couple of hours. You know, a lot of trial and error. We are not uh, technically, you know, Savants. trained Savants. or anything. Yeah. So, but it was fun getting figured it figured out. out. Uh, you might hear some like randomness during the episode. We're still working everything out, but you know, all in all, I am very happy with what we got going on here. And I'm super excited that we are now in our very own horror-centric recording space, and it makes me very happy. What are we call in the studio? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's not let's not rush it. The den. The den. The dungeon. Like a sixty-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in the den. <laughs> Producer, what do you think about there? <laughs> no laughing. Um, so what do you want to do? Camp a little camp blood recap? Yeah. Do you have any news? Like I don't, I don't. No, we, we I don't really have a format. Let's this, let's this start channel. with uh, camp blood. I mean, okay. we we left everybody off with uh, the first night of camp blood and promised a camp, I mean a camp blood two check in, which we did not do due to some drunken stupering. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, the big the big news once again, egg eyeball. Us champions. Yes. The crown stayed. I was ready to retire. I was ready to wrap it up. Call it a career. Yeah. And we came back with a vengeance on Saturday night and dominated the field. It wasn't even close. No. And I mean, it was a little disappointing because it wasn't as yeah. There was uh, no effort really as competitive part. as previous years where we get the last two teams get really far back, and we did suffer a loss on Friday, like we mentioned when we were out there and recorded. Uh, but that's only twice now that we. Lost on Friday, had to regain the throne on Saturday. It's true. It's most true. most years we win Friday and then just sit out Saturday to show good sportsmanship. Nah, we dominate all nights. Um, guests were cool. Yeah, I met. Uh, was that Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, uh, you were giddy. I know. I was happy for. I you. was like at a loss for words. I like froze up. Um. Uh. What did I say? I said something stupid. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like my favorite one. And, like, I really love the whole rock and roll thing. And he just, like... Yeah, yeah, you weren't very chatty. Yeah. I was standing there with the camera and just waited yeah. for you to 
the guys he was signing and all that to talk to him. Like, yeah, I like your movie. I like I like your uh, your movie and uh, well his I ended up what happened was I was talking to his little like assistant first. Wait, did you even say who it was? Uh, did I not? No. Oh, okay. It's Tom McLaughlin, the director of Jason Lives. Yes. Um. So anyway, I, I, his assistant he was with somebody in front of me. It wasn't like there was a line. It was just kind of like casually go up mm-hmm. and I was talking to his assistant and she apparently works with Amy Steele as well and uh, I was we were chatting and whatnot so like when he kind of finished with the person in front of me it was just kind of like stop this conversation and jump into this one and I was already a little nervous to begin with I'm not very good with like the meeting of celebrities uh, I don't know you tend to tell me that I, I share too much and I didn't want to like freak anyone out you share too much? Yeah, yeah. Remember you told me I, I, I was talking too much to that bartender? It's like telling my life story. Well, that's different. It's just a bartender. All right, whatever. He might have he might have wanted... You still think about that? You think about the weirdest shit that... Like, I do. That sticks with you. I do. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of gave that bartender an earful. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she asked. I don't know. Like, I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking about. Um, oh, there goes my mic. Almost knocked it over. Stop playing with it. I know. Uh... So anyway, yeah, met him. Super nice guy. Uh, he signed a original draft of the Jason Lives script for me. That's was, a nice piece. Yeah, it was titled Jason Has Risen. It has the original ending in it with uh, Jason's dad coming back at the end. Uh, Elijah Voorhees, I think the name was. Elias. Elias Voorhees, maybe. But uh, my plan now is that hopefully at Monster Mania, CJ Graham and Tom uh, Matthews will be there. And I'll get it signed by them as well, and then I'll frame it. If they won't be at this one, they will be at some point. Yeah, something. Something somewhere. But I was able to get the CJ Graham. Yeah, so you'll be able to. That, that, that's going to be a cool yeah, cool memorabilia piece. You're getting the shadow box for it. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I was fortunate enough to meet another guest, Grady Hendrix, uh, one of my favorite modern-day horror uh, fiction authors and nonfiction. He has wrote some good stuff. I think the one that put him on the map was his nonfiction effort called Paperbacks from Hell. And it chronicles the craze of, uh, I guess you would call them cheaply made horror, like pocket paperbacks in the 80s and how ridiculous the genre got. And it covers all the different subgenres. You got your aquatic horror, your monsters, your vampires, all that, uh, slashers, all that stuff. And then he's gotten into some great fiction with... Uh, my best friend's exorcism uh, horror store which is actually the first book I read from him that got me into it it's like he he made this thing it looks like a, like an Ikea catalog and it's like spoofing Ikea and all the employees get stuck in there and it's supernatural and it's definitely a horror comedy and then his newest one uh, the final girl support group which I have not read yet but I have sitting on the coffee table ready to go but he signed two of my books. He was super cool and very nice. One to engage with every person. Wrote like a really cool personalized entry like with each autograph. Yeah, he was um, definitely full of energy. Oh, big time, yeah. He went on and did like an hour spoken word thing. I don't think he with breathed. With a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, he I don't think he breathed. It. But, I mean, I'm happy to see that kind of passion for our genre. He was, he was into it. Yeah. Um, in his PowerPoint presentation and um, speech kind of thing, he was getting into the 80s and 70s stuff. But, yeah, it was super cool. And to have all that at our beloved Mahoning and doing Camp Blood, like normally Camp Blood, like you just kind of sit under your canopy during the day and 
drink some beers and wait for the night festivities to start to have all this stuff going on during the day on top of it it was dope yeah they started early they opened the gates at five i think it was yeah five normally six but everybody was kind of set up and ready to go by the time the gates opened so it really worked out well super fun time camp blood crew two different nights two different crews pretty wild oh yeah yeah that was cool too um so yeah you know the games were fun as always um Exhumed Films came through with some new merch. I got a nice beanie from them. I'm super stoked to wear. Um, shit, what else? There's this a lot. This year's a lot poster going on. was awesome. Who was who did the uh, the artwork for that? Do we know? Gosh, I don't. They they definitely said it. I don't know who it is. If you went back on their Facebook or Instagram, I'm sure it's right on there. Great poster. Um, I actually skipped last year's. There was something about last year's that didn't catch my eye, and I was worried about wall space because. We weren't um, in the new house yet, but in the studio behind us, we have Camp Blood 2, 3, and 4 hanging, so 7 will be hanging up very soon, somewhere. But, um, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this, you guys hear us go on and on about the Mahoning. Please check it out. Just do yourself a favor. As a movie fan, horror movie fan, other genres, but they don't just do horror it is so awesome and the crowd that they bring in like the community aspect of it like we made you know some friends some neighbors it's just a great place and it's run by people that love the community love um, movies and genre it's just great stuff make the trip and there was people for even for this one we mentioned it for Joe Bob but for this one there was people from we were talking to a guy from Baltimore there was someone that we were talking to from Virginia somebody came in from California California Yeah, and then there was that dude, um, what was I calling him? Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah, Mick Jagger. He, he, his, he may or may not have been. of surfboards. This dude like, rolled up in like the typical like 80s heavy metal type van with a bunch of surfboards on top, just walking around, shoeless and shirtless all weekend, <laughs> checking in with everybody. <laughs> hey, how's everybody's morning going? Yeah, he was oh, super nice. And he, looked, good, he looked dead like Mick Jagger. Yeah. But uh, super nice dude. We met this guy, Nick. Uh, he's a local guy as well, and I keep running to him now in Phoenixville on Bridge Street, but he runs the Colonials um, Friday Night Fright Night. So I popped in there this Friday, and I saw the Blair Witch Project on 35mm, 22-year uh, anniversary. And That's honestly, wild. the first time I've watched it since opening night when it came out. 22 years. Yeah. So That's I saw it on 35mm both time. Uh, interesting thing about this one is apparently the print that they had is the only one left in circulation. Yeah, super cool. So that's cool. Wait, so you saw on 35 mil when it opened? Well, I must have because it was, what, 1999? I saw it in a theater. They weren't shooting digital, that's for sure. Ah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Huh, all right, cool. Yeah. So the so only one left in circulation. That's the only one left. There, there's Apparently, they're out there, but nobody's circulated. The collectors have them, and they're not letting 99 had to be digital. It couldn't be everything... 35, right? I don't know. 99, right? That's when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't hmm. know. All right. Um, first movie that really blurred the line for me between reality and is this real? Oh, yeah. It fake? caused like a lot of confusion. Yeah. Great marketing campaign. Yeah, for sure. With that website and everything. Um, once again, I will just note that I feel like my voice sounds weird. We're getting adjusted to everything. So if this, you know, in and out and my voice may be a little muffled. Sorry, but we're we're working everything out. I think we're I think we're crisp, dude. Okay, maybe it's just me. We just gotta worry about the um, the sound booms. We're not used to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to do something about the pops and stuff. But we'll, nah, we'll get well, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. 
All right, well, let's, um, before we go any further, dive into these beers, because I've been excited for this one. Yeah, you've been, been talking holding, about it. I've been holding on to this for two weeks. We are back to a uh, show favorite, possibly becoming the show favorite, as we feature them so often, Imprint Beer Company out of Hatfield, Pennsylvania. This is their, uh, their, it's called it three, right? Yep, three, three. This is their third anniversary. Uh, their celebration IPA for the third anniversary. It is a triple dry hop, triple hazy IPA. Dude, this thing is a banger. Like, right. I don't want to overhype it. I'm excited for you to try it, but this, this is the best beer I've had in a while. Oh, I like that the, the cans are different. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. all all four of them, the four pack, were different. I want to save the most, the two most colorful. And we're fancy now. Yeah, but you hear that? We're going glass. Yeah. You can hear it pouring. That's a great item. Pint glass action. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to try it. Good color on that, especially. Ooh, I like that smell. Triple dry hop, triple IPA. Um, we said we're avoiding the strong beers on the show, but yeah, that hasn't I mean, happened yet. Yeah, I mean, we haven't been going hard or anything today. You know, we... Yesterday we went hard. Yeah, we went hard last <laughs> night. Uh, we definitely... It was fun. Like I said, um, not that anyone really cares, but, you know, we sat back here, down here, just diddling with everything, and... Um, you know, it, it took us a solid, like, four hours or so because there's just stuff we didn't know about, and yeah. we figured it out on the fly. God so damn, that beer's good. So the fact that we're getting this show out tonight, like, has me super stoked, and everything just looks great. Uh, I can't... I'm glowing, basically. Oh, I freaking love this beer. So oh, that's fine. You want to sip? This is, the last, this is the last of it. You better get uh -oh. over here and get a sip. Producer in the house. Um, Rising So that's another, I guess change you'll notice um yeah i i think that's gonna be cool yeah but a rotation we won't, of producers yeah we won't uh we'll we, never call them by name yeah you'll never know who they are hmm? So dead. <laughs> but we're gonna uh keep try and keep as close to what we were doing as possible we were supposed to have someone else here tonight they bailed not not a shock it's kind of common for our show um the guest situation should definitely it's only jump get up. Better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this board we got is legit built to take phone calls and stuff. So our guests will no longer have to like uh, worry about getting the Zoom calls and all this. They literally can just call us on the phone and we yep. can sit it on the board. It's pretty cool. Um, and Pete, if you're listening, oh he is. Well, you'll never know when we're recording. I guess. I mean, I hopefully you're gonna be on a lot more, but expect phone calls. If you see me calling randomly at like 8.30 at it's night. Settle a dispute. It's probably me calling to settle a dispute while we're recording. Um, um, another, oh, I want to say too, man. Um, thank you, good brother Pete, for introducing me to uh, new brother Sean. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, very glad he got to make it out. Only kind of knew him through the Instagram. He's a listener and a buddy of brother Pete's. And uh, he came out to Camp Blood. You heard him on the episode. But man, super fun. Yeah. I'm glad he had a good time. He sounded like he had a ball. Great welcome to the crew. Yeah. Man, we're all over the place. I love it. This is this is that episode. Like I said, I'm just like everywhere. Well, we've been off air for a while. Like, yeah, it feels like it's been a long time. I mean, recording at Camp Blood, that was just drunken shenanigans, like checking yeah. in as we're having fun. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the peanut butter talk and yeah. my middle class middle arguments. Class <laughs> rice and tomato sauce. I get fired up about that rice, man. <laughs> people don't know. You're talking about stewed tomatoes, rich people. No, stewed tomatoes. It's a canned item. You put Mrs. Dash in it. Oh. What about some adobo? I didn't know about Adobo back then. Oh, neither did I. My grandmother just had the, the wonderful ways of Mrs. Dash. Mm. And an eye-round roast. But, um... 
so yeah, we're stoked on the new board. We're stoked on the the show. We're just stoked in general. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Well, what do you got in that? Like, you got anything the news from? Man, what, nothing. What nothing watching? really. So I came here last night. Um, we did a little drinking session, watched a movie um, that I've been trying to get Vinny to see forever. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But I forgot my notepad. Uh, so I'm winging it here, but I do have a couple things that I was excited about. Uh, I did not realize the Hellraiser reboot already started filming. Uh, that sounds fun, knowing that Barker got the rights back and they're talking about staying true to the uh, novella. So I'm excited for that. I was not aware that they're also planning to do a series on HBO Max as well as the movie. So cool. And anything Hellraiser is good. Um, the series, I guess that's going to be more like side stories I'm guessing Barker since he's an executive producer on or associate producer but I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps in and writes with them because mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to throw some new stuff out there yeah I'll take anything new Hellraiser uh, I think Mike Doherty I said right it was Mike Doherty's one of the writers on yeah. the show as well Tyler I think he said yeah um, that so that I had no idea uh what we do in the shadows started again. Very excited to catch up on that. Dark side of the ring starts Thursday. Very excited for that. Yeah, I gotta set that to record. Um, a lot of good merch drops coming. I'll let you talk about them because I know you're super stoked on them. Yeah, that's gonna have to be a ongoing segment going forward. Yeah, merch stuff. Yeah. Remember that segment we did where you were telling me about that Halloween book and then just stopped? Yeah, you know what? That's also sitting on the coffee table with uh, Grady Hendrix's new book. Oh, yeah. so you never finished it? No, I, I mean, ah. I was reading, so the chapters were by each entry in the franchise, and as I, I would read one chapter, one franchise, talk about it in an episode, we'll, we'll get back to that for show, because I want to, I mean, I'm very curious what kind of tidbits and facts he's going to have um, going into the later movies and stuff. Um, I don't have anything necessarily news, but as you're well aware... We are getting into busy time. Mm-hmm. October is fast approaching. The busiest of months for us. And it's going to be wild, especially now with the new setup. We're going to have a lot more freedom to just record multiple things. We're going to be doing lists, watches or dies. But we don't talk about TV often. TV is going to be going like off the hook in October. So you, you already have what we do in the shadows, like you said, started. Walking Dead is already into it. I know you don't like that one. Actually, most don't anymore, but I'm still sticking with it. A little bit of a slow start, but I got faith they're going to pick it up. Slasher on Shudder, uh, I've been impressed with. It's just so over the top and wild. Are you going to Are you going to get that a shot? Yeah, probably. I got, a, um, I got a lot to watch. A lot. Well, I mean, with the TV shows, it's going to be insane because I didn't even get into what's coming. Watch your, so, hand, watch your hand on the microphone. You're smacking it. Yeah. It's okay. Um, like I said, we're so, getting adjusted. <laughs> in October. We, or actually, so October and one coming first week of November. We have six shows coming. All of which I'm least remotely interested in. We have the Chucky series on sci-fi. Which gets into some backstory. Yeah, I'll probably watch a little of it. Um, and if it sucks, I'll stop. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Creep show, which I... I've been digging. Uh, it's episodic. Like, if I like the one, I'll watch it. If not, I'll just, whatever, skip. Yeah, but I mean, they're always a fun watch. 
Dexter, I'm excited to kick uh, back in. Yeah, I won't get back into that. I've only you seen... have his portrait on your thigh. I know, and I've seen like three episodes. And I was uh, told that two of them were the best episodes. So I'm excited where this is going to go. Don't look at me like that. I see you. It's it's picking up, um, you know, much later after we all saw it end. And Dexter moved away to be a... Um, lumberjack, yeah, right? Yeah, lumberjack. And then the murders start happening, and he's been... He's been clean. He hasn't been killing anybody, but now he's getting the urge. Was there's, there's, okay? Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Midnight Mass, very high hopes. Host haven't heard about that. Our boy Mike Flanagan, oh, back at it. And this is like a culty, uh, crazy Christian type thing going oh, on boy. with a wild priest on some island, and somebody comes back to down that used to live there and isn't buying all the priest bullshit. But with Flanagan do it, I have the highest hopes. The two I'm not so sure about, I know he did last summer, but they're going to strictly follow the novel, which the movie did not, and so much so that I really pissed off the author of the novel, and this is going to more closely follow that. And then, a Day of the Dead show. Yes, I've heard about this. But nothing to do with Romero's world or Day of the Dead. It sounds like it's just a zombie show. Six characters stuck together a few days after the outbreak and just trying to figure shit out. Absolutely nothing to do with Day of the Dead. Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't know that. Yeah. Eh. That's kind of a letdown. I really didn't read much about it. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess I'll check it out. But then there's going to be so much shit going on in October. Like, maybe I'll just save it until, like, the dry months, like, of, of uh, January and February. Who mm-hmm. knows? But, I mean, that's a lot of content coming and then that's not even uh, counting movies. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of stuff dropping on Shutter. They haven't announced October releases yet. There's going to be a ton of stuff dropping on Netflix because Netflix has already said they want to directly compete with Shutter and and AMC in general and AMC yeah, yeah uh, for the Halloween season. It's going to be a wild month. Plus all the old shit that we just like to revisit and watch. Oh my god, I made this wheel. If you uh, follow me on Instagram last year. You saw that I watched every Friday the 13th movie, but I was at the whim of this spinny wheel. Um, so I would just watch whatever one it popped up on. This year I put every movie from Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween. Remakes, reboots, everything. Uh, it's 31 total movies. And I'm going to try and do all of them, whatever the wheel says. On top of everything else that you're going to try to watch. Uh-huh. And I know, well, month. off bat, we're going to the Thorn Trilogy at the Colonial mm-hmm. October 9th. So that's that four, five, three. and six right there. So you might as well take them off the wheel. Yeah, I probably Maybe should. the Apple crash less. Yeah, the app. I, like, broke the app. There's so <laughs> many movies in it. Um, but, yeah, so that's three in one night. So, But I think I can do it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all three of those. Like, it's not a chore. The only one that will be a chore is Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection will be a chore. Rob Zombie would be more of a chore than that. Nah. Now, the second Rob Zombie, if I have the director's cut, I'll probably actually try and find the normal one. Because the director's cut's almost unwatchable. I have, I have it if you want. It was in the box set. Yeah. Like, the director's cut, it's like, why am I watching this? Yeah, why do rough. I want any of these people to live? This rough, is rough, stupid. Rough, 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 I don't want to get on that path again. Yeah. This <laughs> me. Makes, um, it makes Vinny a sad boy. I've tried for many years. I mean, I guess I'll try... I've tried doing the 31 days of Halloween, you know, challenge or whatever. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. It is. It's really tough. It is. And it, the, the, the tough part is that, you know, you have a life. And sometimes you just end up out 
or you got stuff to do. But at the same token, like there's also nights where I'll watch five movies. Yeah. Like it's not unrealistic for me. Like it's happened. I mean, I tried when I was single and couldn't pull it off. Now with Steph holding me back. Jesus on, Christ. Like, Don't look over here like that. Look yeah, of that's shock. Right. Hold your mouth. Look of shock and covering her face. Hold your mouth. Bite your tongue. <laughs> um. All right. What else did I want to dive into? Yeah. Do you have any uh, any music selections for this week? No, I got nothing. But I did see. Uh, I will actually jump into something just because I saw there's like this fest going on. It's like all '80s rockers and metal, uh, and Slaughter's playing one night. I fucking love Slaughter. Mm. Uh, Slaughter is just like party metal from the '80s. Super fun. Uh, Mark Slaughter. The I think he was in uh, Vinnie Vin- Yeah, he was. He was in Vinnie Vincent's band, um, uh, the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Then he broke off and did Slaughter. Um, but yeah, just like party metal. Um, the The lineup on that festival just sucks because like every night there's like two bands that you want to see, but then like five that you're like oh, could care less about that. And like Vince Neil's playing a solo. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Pass, pass. But like to see Slaughter, like they're like the first night. That'd be fun. I think they're headlining the first night. So. That'd be cool. I like Slaughter a lot. Uh, when's that? I didn't even see the date. It's in like Colorado, so it's like, uh, I'm not, so, yeah, yeah, not going to get to it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I had for music, which will actually help us segue into some merch stuff, I finally received my Psycho Goreman um, score on vinyl yeah, it was from Waxworks Records. It was a beaut. Uh, as always, Waxworks just breaks it all out with the packaging. It is beautiful. The vinyl itself, crazy colors, great artwork, um, and then the score itself is just so much fun. That that score is wild. It, it goes from synth to '80s, like hair metal type stuff. A lot of great. Frig off! That's my favorite jam. <laughs> so good, and uh, Rashworks just does such the stuff. that tie dye vinyl they did. It looks like cotton candy, like yeah. that blue and pink. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Fine and, work as always from that. And what was your little bonus with that, though? Well, it's not a bonus because I feel bad. I reached out to them. So they actually they accidentally sent me two copies of the same Psycho Gorman vinyl. So the first thing I did was go on and check because I know myself well enough to be like, oh, my God, I fucking bought two of these <laughs> things. And I checked. I did not. I only paid for one. And they sent me two by accident. And they uh, they always do, like, a nice thing with the packaging where you get like a little Waxworks business card and it tells you what employee packed it. And I got two different packages, two different business cards, two different employees. So it was definitely an accident. And I tried to reach out to him like, listen, I'll send this thing back to you guys. I don't want to keep a free one. Like you guys put a lot of hard work into this. Haven't heard back from him yet. So pending on that. Yeah, they're not going to take it back. But if they don't. It took them so long to get it out. There's no way they're going to want it back. Yeah, that's true. Um, plus your one we listened to skips a little. Towards the end of side with A. The yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. It's like a... Well, I got to check my needle, too, and make sure that's on the up and up. Mm. Yeah, needles are... Where do you even find them anymore? Mm, the great Amazon. Ah. The Amazonian rainforest. I mean, I'm sure there's someone more local I could support, but I don't know who. Yeah, there's a record shop on Bridge Street. I'm sure he's got needles. No, he doesn't have needles. Really? Hmm, that's weird. I only know because I was in there browsing and someone came in and asked me. He's like, no, I don't carry them. Mm. I, think, I think he said, check Amazon. Yeah, they're pricey, I think. Yeah. They're, they're, they're well, not... I mean, it's like those things, you know, you get what you pay for. Well, yeah, I mean, you can get, like, diamond ones. 
Like, yeah, you can get like you, super you can get nice like, ones. You can get like cheap ass ones. Yeah, too. but you can get super nice ones. Like my dad probably has that's lasted in his lifetime. Yeah. He wouldn't want a psycho gourmet on Vada? Um, nah, he's not super into that shit. He likes like you just know, tell him it's a cool metal record. <laughs> nah, I don't think he's into that like '80s synth pop. Mm. He's more of a Springsteen, Gaslight Anthem guy. Does he still give those uh, Gaslight Anthem? I mean, uh, yeah, Gaslight. He says he does. I mean, he doesn't like call me and say, "Hey, I'm putting on Gaslight <laughs> well, Anthem." That'd but, be a little weird if he did. But I mean, I'm like, you listen to him. He likes him. He's a uh, he, he's funny. Not to get into like a dad side. So he's like, he hates the uh, Nebraska Springsteen record. It's all acoustic. Mm-hmm. He like hates acoustic stuff, which is weird. But yeah, I dig some acoustic. Yeah, so do I. So, well, you like what you like. Yeah, I mean, whatever. All right. What were we going on about? Merch. Oh, going to some merch. So yeah, I think this would be cool if we like highlight a little bit of merch. Absolutely. Stuff There's that, so much of it. Yeah. As well. I mean. A frequent topic of conversation between me and Jeff lately has been, dude, we got to stop buying T-shirts. Yeah, it's getting out of <laughs> There's control. There's so many good companies. And Zach actually kind of, right when he was talking about, or was on the show with us, he was talking about how on the metal side of things, there's too much. And we were like buying a little bit back then, but didn't quite open the Pandora's box of all the horror stuff. And there's so many good companies. Um, but what I want to shout out right now is Graveyard Goods because they're on fire. They just released, I just bought, um, this weekend they released their Salem's Lot collection and they always do like a very limited variant to go along with it. So I got the variant. It's got a cool, um, crest logo on the front, on the back, Stephen King, Salem's Lot, like the book cover. Yeah. Salem's Lot is near and dear to my heart. Love the movie, but the book is one of my favorite books of all time. It scared the crap out of me as a as a youngster, and it's awesome. It, that's what got me full blown into Stephen King. And then on top of that, I think it was September twenty eighth. I said it was dropping twenty fourth, but uh, they have uh, their Halloween collection coming out in time for October, and he has some great uh, not variants, but great yeah. artwork going for that. I'm sure he's going to drop a variant at some point. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick up one of them. It's too hard not to. Yeah, I, I like that we have. Um, yeah, we both different thoughts for we, that one. We both are very much in love with two of the different T-shirts, and uh, I think mine is better personally because it's not something that gets a lot of merch. It's Michael Myers in the bedsheet with the glasses on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, you don't see that every day. And I think there's the the, uh, the night he came home tagline under it. Yeah. Whereas the one you like is the pumpkin, the opening credits pumpkin, and it has the Loomis. Uh, blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. So, yeah, good on Graveyard Goods, man. Doing good stuff. Um, I know he's, very, I think he is like best friends with uh, Studio House. Which makes sense, but Studio House is one of my all-time favorites, and Graveyard Goods is becoming is becoming one of them. So, yeah. um, but Along I think, with Pentagram Peter Pan. I think he's out doing Studio House right now. Nah, I mean, Studio House, like, he's going in like, almost like a different direction. I know, and that's why. It's like Graveyard's picking up where they may have worked, you know, collabed and worked together, and Studio House is going in a different direction. I mean, I guess there's only so many stacks you can do. Well, it's not so much the stacks, but yeah, now he's doing the Japanese stuff. He just yeah. did a Tarantino one. So he's, he's moving away from horror. Uh, not a bad thing, by any means, by the way. I just think 
in my personal taste, like I'm not going to wear a once upon a time in Hollywood t-shirt personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I have all his stacks and those stacks are what got me into them. Like, they're so awesome. And both of them are super local. Philadelphia guys did. Well, the guy from graveyard goods is in Connecticut, Connecticut. now, but yeah, but he might've, I think he might've relocated yeah. from here to Connecticut. Yeah. Um, Shit, was it? It wasn't Graveyard Girls that did the Point Break, right? Yep. Yes. So that I can't wait to wear my shirt. Yeah. I am so, dying to wear my Point Break shirt. Was that a variant or just another? Mine was the variant because he collabed with another artist. Yeah. And like, I, I haven't gotten to wear it yet. It's like the opportunity has not risen yet. Um, it's a nice shirt. It's beautiful. It's like um, it's all white, which that's probably why Jeff's worried to wear it. Exactly. Can't go to like a wing night wearing a white wing shirt. Wing night, ramen, pho, nothing. Nah, nothing. You can't eat any no of the splash. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you need a nice dry meal. Yeah. Um, but it has like the surfer, more the surfer look to it. I got the one that has like the the poster, point break poster type front. But on the back, it has Gary Busey doing the the famous Utah, get me two. Utah, get me two. Um, nice item, nice item. Very nice, very nice. Uh Pleasantly surprised when that came out, and I was so excited. Uh, speaking of Point Break, Keanu, man, what do you feel about that new Matrix trailer? Yeah, actually, I'm glad I would have gotten to bring that up. So, I didn't really get it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be visually awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to see it no matter what. It's one of those ones that, like, well, I got to see that in theaters. Yeah. But I just didn't really know. I haven't seen the third movie in a long time it's, so it's confusing and not it let's do this favorite matrix reloaded exactly yeah so it's not as action-packed as reloaded it's more them trying to explain stuff but almost making things more confusing uh my theory for this one is an interesting one um i think if you watch and you're beeping see not things some things don't change then yeah. he's still beeping and we're in his his home he could change the battery but he won't Oh, no, I like to wait. Close. I like to wait because then I get a fresh forty-eight hours. Okay. Um, new diabetes machine on the way, though, right? Not on the way. I got to schedule it. No. Pay your bill. Um, <laughs> Pay the bill. The third one goes into this thing about how all this stuff with Neo and Zion is just bound to keep happening and keep happening. And I think, my, oh, that is awesome. That's creepy. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. Um, and why is he beating his head against <laughs> What the hell is happening? We're watching the Phillies game. Um, the rubber mascots are doing crazy things. They look like psychopaths. Yeah, it's like something out of They were uh, being crazy when we were there. We went to the Phillies game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, what the hell is that movie that just came out with Nicolas Cage? Uh, Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, that's like whatever. some Willie's Wonderland shit. Anyway. Uh, anywho, my theory is um, the machines... Machines? In order to prevent this from happening over and over and over, are keeping Neo, quote unquote, alive, but just making his life uh, pretty amazing and just keeping him feeling good. But they were talking about him having the option to get out. Yeah, so I don't know. And then, like, Morpheus comes back and offers him the pills again, so who knows? Well, he, uh, look, he was taking the red pills. Well, he's taking the blue pills. I mean, the blue pills right. on the red. That's what I mean. It's part of like... And Morpheus comes back. Or fake the, Morpheus comes back. Part of the machines, like... Uh, machines. Keeping him docile. But, like, he's, uh, he's stopping I mean, bullets. I hope it's going to be wild. Look, I... Uh, huge fan of the first one. My favorite is the second one. I love the second one. I saw the third one in the theater, and I'll never forget. 
I like thought it was almost over and I was about to piss my pants and it was still like another hour left and I peed in a Coke cup <laughs> in the theater because I was like, oh, I can't leave. I can't get up. So yeah, like I'm going to be completely lost if I come back. Were there strangers next to you? Nah, it was my buddies. It was Magic. like a big group of us, so yeah. I didn't care. Um, what else, what else, what else? All right. So, I want to get into this. I really wish you had the time to watch it, but fresh off the presses, just dropped in theaters and HBO Max, James Wan's Malignant. And... I can't wait to discuss it with you. Yeah, I'm hearing because awesome stuff from you, awesome stuff from uh, our producer who's on the couch right now. Uh, people are very high on it, but not in a normal way. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's overhyped because it's, from what I've read and the few people I've talked to about it, it seems almost like love or hate, but the people that hate it I pity because you just don't get the awesomeness. I read an article that said it's like a love note to 90s horror, which had me immediately because I just watched, I think we talked about, I watched Skinner the other day, which is like 93, like the pinnacle of like, what the hell are we doing in horror? And I was like, God, this movie is just so all over the place. It's like part slasher, part Silence of the Lambs ripoff. But it was so delightfully 90s this was just wild and like the 90s thing so all right so first did you see the trailer no i haven't watched anything about it nothing all right i mean it doesn't matter either way but the trailer and this had to be james wan's doing and it's amazing that he got the studio to be on board with this the trailer just makes it look like another james wan entry right so like it, 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 mis- it, it misrepresents the oh, movie. Oh, big time. It makes it look like it's just going to be another conjuring, t- insidious type thing. Which when I saw it, I was on board. I was like, all right, fine. It's a little repetitive James Wan to do this again. But he does it so well. Fine, I'm on board. And the first half of the movie is kind of like that. And I remember sitting on that sofa right there thinking to myself, Jeff's going to fucking hate this. And I wish he wouldn't because I get why he's going to hate it. But like... The score is really good. There's some really interesting imagery. There's some interesting stuff going on. The script isn't that great from start to finish, but whatever. Then there's a certain mark in the movie where it just goes fucking off the rails. And in the best kind of way, in a way I haven't seen before, there's a few movies, like once you watch it, we can talk about that you can reference. Um, I think his boy Lee Winnell advised him and helped him a little bit because there's certain Lee Winnell reference or thing going on. It's just wild. And the fact that James Wan coming off of Aquaman and Furious 7 was like, I'm going to jump back into horror and I'm going to do something fucking crazy and do it for me because on his press circuit for this, he said, you can take the boy out of horror, but you can't take the horror out of the boy. And he like just... "Mm." Yeah, good. Good on him. Love it. People are... We always talk about that. Like, pe- directors are always using horror to get to something else, whereas he's just like, "Nope, I'm gonna go even crazier now." Just wild, wild. I'm wild. excited. I'm excited to see it. Uh, you gave me one reference point, and I said, "Well, I love that movie." So that's a loose reference, but you'll see what I'm but talking about. But it doesn't matter. It's um, fine. Like I said, just going, going, knowing 
It's off the walls. They they play it kind of serious, which I know you don't like, because James Wan does like a good uh, police procedural scene mm. stuff going on, with back to his saw and stuff days. Okay. But the script's not great. There's a lot of CGI, which is oh, that's interesting. Good and bad. I wouldn't have thought about that. With where he goes, there has to be a lot of CGI. Okay, fair but enough. This 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 it's awesome. It's a wild ride. I had a good time with it. Steph, what do you think? I mean, uh, producer, what do you think? No names. Yeah, that was good. Thanks. All right, thank you for that. It's but you hear how, hear how good those mics are? Right. I picked her up. <laughs> the ever intoxicated. The ever intoxicated ch- Cheddarfield. <laughs> God, I wish they would have did season three. I know. They released half the wrestlers that were part of it. I know. Jeez, I love that show. I, I, I still watch it. Pop, chop, jump. I just throw it on. I just throw it on when I need a little. It's great. A little laugh. It's great. Don't you realize what you've done? <laughs> what do you mean there is no leap year? <laughs> we are talking about South Paul Regional Wrestling. Where Check it I? out on your local YouTube app. Where my uh, Malibu Owls car emporium hat the last couple days station wagon this station wagon if you don't have kids you will (laughs) what else you got for me Bubba um I think that's about it I'm just ready to dive into some my best friend is a vampire oh we blew it you blew the uh the the surprise that's all we got left is that surprise I mean it wasn't a surprise but we did watch a film last night one that I talked about I brought it up on our vampire list and Vinny was like shocked. He had Did never you seen it. Draft it? Yeah, I took it at number ten because I said it has to be on here, but it can't be anywhere else. It was one of those movies. Okay. Um, I bought Did I it. it. Or I said no, so I just no because you didn't. You had no idea, and I was talking about it. And I remember you being like, "How did I never see this?" Whatever. Yeah. Um, I bought it at Monster Mania outside in Oaks this summer. Uh, from VHS PS, who are doing great things. If you are a fan. Of no, I shouldn't even say if you're a fan. If you were a child in the late '80s, early '90s, and you watched a lot of like HBO and there's like a shit ton of movies that you rented and stuff, these are the people for you. They transfer VHS PS is VHS Preservation Society. They take VHSs and transfer them to DVD, so you get the quality. Yeah, they don't clean it up or anything. Nope, just... nothing's clean. You get tracking issues, sound issues, everything's there, but it's like 80s HBO comedy like this this was an HBO movie um, you know it was probably one of those movies I saw a hundred times because HBO owned it and they just played it whenever um, I made Vinny watch a little of a movie called Body Slam today I got from them it's an, one of my favorites as a child Roddy Piper uh, Tonga Tonga Kid Captain Lou Charles Nelson Riley, Billy Bartley it's just this crazy cast and it's like a they Dirk Benedict is like the star. They're trying to capitalize on the rock and wrestling thing. Uh, super fun movie. If you've never seen it, check it out. It is goofy as hell. They they play wrestling like it's a shoot, like it's it's a real deal. Um, but it's it's a it's like a '80s comedy, and it's super fun. But VHSPS anyway, they have hundreds of movies, all VHS transfers, and. There's just some stuff that it, you can't beat it. I have Motel Hell from them, um, Sleepaway Camp. They're movies that they look great cleaned up on Blu-ray, sure. 
but you can't beat the feeling you get when you turn the lights off and it has that and like, it ha- yeah, crackle to it rainy yep, yeah yep. It, it really is a great thing that's all nostalgia and I love it and they're crazy cheap like I think they do like you get like three for 20 or something like that and you could leave there with a haul and they have so much so much to choose from it wouldn't be worth them doing because there's just way too many other physical media and copies of it but like I would love if they did like the original Terminator. They probably have it. And I mean, see that on VHS. I, I wouldn't like, even that, be surprised. That would be so nostalgic for me. Just, I would like instantly transfer back to being a kid. Yeah. The only thing they didn't do was transfer the trailers. Like, remember how you get you'd get the VHS and you'd have like a half hour of like coming oh, attractions yeah. and previews. Yeah. They didn't bring that. They go to the FBI warning, and then from there, so you get them old school like tie dye FBI warning and like that that fun shit which is kind of funny actually now that i'm thinking about because that is exactly they're doing what the fbi warning says to <laughs> yeah. not do and the uh there's the one part where the tape goes off the yeah so uh, in this one particular the tracking goes for a hot two minutes or so yeah. but the sound stays and it's not exactly a deep movie so <laughs> but that's also kind of like goes into nostalgia because that shit would happen all oh the time. for sure yeah. yeah or the god remember when the tape would snap if you watched it too mm-hmm. much oh that was the worst I think we used to be notorious, me and my friends, for taking um, older VHS tapes that we bought, and you could put that piece of tape over it and record other movies over it, but it, you wouldn't get the best picture. You'd get some grainy picture, but you could basically reuse, like, I remember we did, I have an Aladdin VHS that we taped uh, this Megadeth um, home video over. <laughs> really? It's, yeah, it's like the making of euthanasia. Oh, but, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, I, taped, over it's, it's taped over a lad. That's hilarious. Put it in the put it in the old clamshell. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, what did you think about it? I mean, this is your first uh, time seeing it. So, I loved it, and I I still to this day can't understand how I never. I mean, it was never even on my radar, and I feel like I have a, a handful of movies from like my youth, even now that like. I've been looking to see, not even, like not even on my radar, and it was a great surprise. I'm glad I still have these kind of movies, like from the '70s and '80s and '90s, that I still stumble <laughs> across and love. Eventually, I guess that's going to dry out for us, and that's going to be a sad day. God, I hope not. <laughs> but it keeps happening for me. Like there, there's, I don't know, two to four movies a year that I discover from back in the day that I love um, and this is certainly one of them it, this was just a fun watch it was it had all the uh, vampire tropes done in a fitting or clever way it had the uh, what's the movie god damn it me and my names the classic vampire movie where he thinks his neighbor is a vampire and Fright Night? yes it has some like Fright Night vibe to it with the whole and like him like oh teaming yeah, yeah. Up, teaming up with the mm-hmm. older vampire. Um, I loved it and a lot of laughs, a lot of inappropriate. A lot laughs. of yeah, a lot of stuff that would not fly yeah. today. I mean, women in this movie are essentially just men's pleasure. And these these two kids, I love it. They're supposed to be in like high school, and they're like, "When's the last time you got laid?" And they're like on a college camp. Like, where is this high school yeah. at? <laughs> Yeah, uh, high schools in California must be a lot. Must be a lot. Well, that was Texas. That's Houston, Texas. Oh uh, yeah, but it's probably filmed in California. 
I don't know. They did a lot of. They went through a lot of they trouble to show like, uh, that city Texas shots. skyline. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, who knows? But no high school I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's humongous. It's a campus. It's yeah. not like I went to school in Center City, Philadelphia. Like we had sidewalk and Vine Street. Yeah, I went to Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Catholic school stuff. Oh, that's why I worship the devil now. Mm-hmm. Big God, day. that'll that'll ruin your day. Yeah. God, Catholic school, the worst. Don't send your kids to Catholic school. Someone um, at work said that to me. He's like, huh. He's like, everyone that I know that went to Catholic school are the most anti-religious people I know now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 It's because they force it down your throat. And if well, you're... If you're, going, I, we don't need to go down this road. I'm just gonna say, if you're like a, a human, you realize, well, this is nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna follow a storybook yeah. and lead our lives based on that. What is that? You better kill that cat. He came out that way <laughs> while we're recording. Do, do you understand what's happening right now? This is our inaugural episode. Tell him to stop it. And can we get a door put in there or something? <laughs> Jesus, he always gets lost. <sighs> Is that we're in a zoo, essentially, by the way. He, uh, Vinny has two dogs, two cats. That's it. And that's it. But he also has, like, the woods. There could be a wolf right outside the window right now. <laughs> I have no idea. There was some bats last night. But, wild. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of bats. But the fat cat gets lost. In the house? Yeah, like, when we're down here, he doesn't know where we are. So that's why he howls like that, because he doesn't know where we are. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, yeah. So my best friend is a vampire. The other thing, which is very funny to me, is the ugly nerdy girl is who's supposed Smoke to show. be. Yeah, she's a supermodel. Yeah, <laughs> she's I guess a nerd because she has glasses and short hair. I mean, the, the acting is rough. <laughs> oh, her acting is yeah. terrible. Rough. She is. Bad. But I also like the way she talks for some reason. She has, very, like, a, she has like a weird like okay. like a like an accent about her. Yeah, yeah. I bet you she is like. Yeah, you can. Definitely make out like some sort of accent mm-hmm. for sure. I never really thought about that. The uh, <clears throat> the best friend. I mean, he is. He's the, funny. Yeah, he's the comic relief in the movie. Yeah. But he, the shit that he says in that movie, whew, he is the reason that this movie probably got buried somewhere. And they were like, we can never put this out again. His character, not him personally, but. And then I didn't catch it, but you pointed out his license plate. What did it say? Beaver? His license plate is Beaver Hunt. <laughs> um, which is kind of uh, funny to me because it's like a throwback to uh, Cheech and Chong up in uh, up in smoke. Because Chong, no, not Chong, Cheech's car's um, uh, license plate is something similar, like something filthy. So it's like, mm. oh, okay. Maybe they will throw throw back to that. And then you have uh, the professor from Ninja Turtles. Yep, David. Um, you God. mentioned he was in a lot of Hammer. Yeah, stuff. so he was a Hammer horror guy. Um, Which Hammer is not really my. Yeah, I'm a huge Hammer guy. Uh, um, David Warner is his name. Uh, yeah, he's the best known by us '80s and '90s children as. The professor from Secret of the Ooze, yep. um, dancing to the ninja rap, uh, right? Does he do go ninja, he, he go does a little dancing go, during that go. bit, eh? Um, but he's the he is the vampire hunter in it, um, and he's very funny. As like, he is, the, they don't give him a backstory or anything like that. But he is like the almighty. Nothing I say is wrong. 
everybody that I say is a vampire is a vampire yeah. until someone calls him out and he's like, oh, well, my assistant is an idiot and he's the one who is chasing this guy. Um, there, there, there's just a lot of super, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's, I'm going to say this and it might not make sense. It's just stupid entertainment this movie oh yeah yeah that's purely all it is it's one of those things that you know the 70s and 80s and even like certain things in the 90s has a bit of a a piece of that era that you just crave and want to see for entertainment value knowing that it's not you know well made from a craftsman and technical aspect um but it's just pure entertainment it's fun it's fun to watch with a group or fun to watch with a friend and kind of laugh at and and say like what the fuck is happening yeah certain things like it's it's just a good time there's nothing wrong with that yeah it almost um i'd have to look at the years but i wonder what um the coincidence is with uh vampire's kiss with jim carrey Mm, well this was 84 Seven, you said? Seven, yeah, in the credits. Vampire's Kiss, I believe, is before this. Before? And then what's Once, once Bitten? Hold on, I'll look it up. I'll, so I be, I'm betting, I'm willing to bet there was like a, just this vampire comedy thing going on for like maybe two or three years where everyone, not everyone, but like these particular people were like, oh, we can capitalize on this. Like, oh, Once Bitten was... Um, popular let's make something like that and then they made vampires kiss and they're like oh vampires kiss was okay we can make something like that and then you had my best friend is a vampire and it kind of killed it killed the genre so i was just looking up uh kathy bates oh that's right yes Kat, and i didn't very young, i didn't notice it until last very night young very thin kathy bates it is not her first film uh she was in quite a bit in 87 summer heat Murder ordained, seen elsewhere. Ah, good show. But I mean, this is very young in her career. Yeah, I didn't uh, even know it was her until you said it. Both of you, uh, the producer and you, said it last night at the same time. I was like, "What do you mean there? What?" And like, "Oh, it's Kathy Bates." I was like, "No, it's not." Like, that's Kathy Bates. And then they're like, she does like her smiles. Like, oh my God, it's yeah, Kathy Bates. She played. I, the, I never uh, noticed that. The love interest uh, mom when they're going on their date. Uh, the parents were doing this very weird thing where they were like taking photos of them. Like, they're trying mom. to like make her sexier. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It's a blouse. it's a very inappropriate yeah. movie. Yeah, the, uh, the father super inappropriate. Oh, movie. when he offers him the beer or whatever or booze. No, no, I mean the uh, the main character's father. What was the moment where I was like, oh, I was like, that's not okay. Oh, I don't know the the little bald man. Yeah, he says. Uh, Candy sounds young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's icky. Very icky. Uh, a girl named Candy called here for you earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Can- a nice name. Can- that's sounds a nice yummy. name. Sounds yummy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. If my dad said some shit like that to me, I'd be out. Like, I'm moving out. Sorry, dude. That's it. I'm, uh, I don't care if I'm 17. Time, <laughs> time for me to go. All right. So what did you ask me about? Once Bitten? I want to look this up. Yeah, I want to see the years on these. Once Bitten was 85. Okay. And what's the Jim Carrey one? Vampire's Kiss, I think it's called. Is Once Bitten Nick Cage's first movie? Uh, Vampire's Kisses. That was 88. 
So yeah, there was an error. Oh, so yeah, it was them. 85 three, to 88. So wait, well, Once Bitten is Jim Carrey. Once Bitten is Jim Carrey. And then Vampire's Kiss is Nick Cage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's one year where there's not a vampire comedy. <laughs> yeah. And they're all the same gist. A uh, sexy vampire lady turns a younger guy into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then he's sort of unwilling to accept it. And um, antics ensue. We also learned that Jeremy Capello is responsible for Instacart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His grocery store. And there's that really old Whole Foods in this. Yep. It's, Which is Whole Foods like we don't know today. Yeah. There's it like looked a, like your normal mom and pop. Yeah, it was like a butcher shop. I think they had a pharmacy in it. Like it was. They had the green paper yeah. grass in the butcher yeah. shop. I love the um, the the butcher who he gets his blood from. He gets pig's blood from this butcher. And he goes in there and he's ordering like. Uh, it's like uh, three prime ribs, six whole chickens, uh, four T-bones. Yeah. Like, how much is this going to cost? What is he like, he's like, I'll take a, uh, a, a pint of uh, pig's blood, a pint, a, a, a quart of pig's blood, a quart. Better make it a, a gallon, gallon of pig's blood. Gives him it. No, I think he stops at quart. But anyway, he, he does. He's like, how much for just the pig's blood? Two sixty-five. I'll just take the pig's blood. And he just winks at him. He goes, first time, kid? Because <laughs> that's what's fun about it, is that yeah. the vampires are not necessarily evil. They know they need blood, so they go to this butcher and get the blood from him. And he's like the quintessential like Porky's guy. He's got the, the cigar hanging out of his yeah. mouth, fat, yeah. rotund dude. But it's just, it's such a super fun movie. It's just such a... You can't help but like... I don't know what the word is. You get... You tighten up a little bit and you just get happy. Yeah. I most definitely recommend it. Let me see. I, I still can't believe, like, I don't know if it's a rights issue, but, like, how is none of our many Blu-ray company f- friends not releasing so, this movie? if anyone's going to release this, it's probably going to be Vinegar Syndrome. I could see that happening. But, um, shit, who owns it? Somebody own, does own it, and they released it on DVD as part of this, like, Lost, the Lost Collection. Yes, the Lost Collection from the 80s. And they put it out with a CD, which has the, uh, my future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. So it was like the movie and that song on a CD. And I can't remember who it was, like Paramount or something like that. So it is out there. And then it's part of a four-pack with like some other movies. Uh, yeah, random. Yeah. but So four-film collection... My Best Friend's a Vampire, Repossessed, Slaughter High, and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3. Okay, so <laughs> a bunch of horror comedies and then Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3. But um, I could see Vinegar Syndrome uh, doing this. They did Pandemonium, which is a horror comedy from the 80s. And it's got like Paul Rubens, Judge Reinhold, uh, a ton of familiar faces. Uh, what's her name? Uh, from Scrooged, she plays the ghost of christmas uh present um carol kane so they're they they did cutting class with you know brad pitt and jill Choline. so there's a market for the movie i just don't know like i said i don't know if maybe the jokes uh there are some jokes that um do not hold over well like i'm gonna drop the one and it's it's egregious, and I don't want anyone to hold it against me. It's not as bad as the pirate ship. It's not as bad as pirate ship, but 
so the, the the best friend thinks that one of the vampires that's following Jeremy's a cop, and he does a thing where he's like, "I can't go to jail. I'm too young to go to jail." And he, he starts talking about jail, and he says, uh, "What's he say? Like bad meals, homosexual rape." And it's like, "Oh my God, did he say homosexual rape? Jesus Christ!" Um, different time, understandably. So it looks like I'll be buying this DVD. Yeah. This is $9 on Amazon. Yeah, you can get it pretty cheap. And it includes the pop, pop-up trivia. Ah. Like, you know, like the old... You yeah, know, pop-up do. video. Yeah. yeah. I used to That'd be fun to watch that with some pop-up stuff going on. Because, like, what the hell are they going to pop up? I don't know, but it's fun. I mean, it, remember pop-up video? They were just random shit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the best pop-up video was Beat It. Because it was like gotten into this whole like masturbation thing. It was like, oh, 60% of men admit to beating it twice a day. It was like, oh my God, pop up video. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just glad you enjoyed it. Um, I tr- I brought another, I brought Body Slam. We watched a little yeah, of it today. You didn't get to like sit down. We were, we were fiddling with this thing. Yeah, they're done. They're out. I can't believe that. Let me just say, congratulations to Gabe Kapler. But like, fuck you. Yeah, at the same time. Like, take your analytics bullshit. You know, it shouldn't... Uh, makes me right, so mad. Right makes me so mad. And I thought the Phillies were going to get the wild card. Didn't think the Reds were that good. Sports rant's over. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I can't wait till Monster Mania in October because I feel like I want to pick up a bunch of stuff from them guys. VHS, PS, that is. Because uh, it's, it's just like a... There's no special features. It's literally play. And here's your movie and enjoy it. And, you know, sometimes you don't you don't know about special features. Like you don't know what you're getting until you get it. Um you know, with the new stuff at least. Like I'm talking about interviews and like remember when DVDs came out? I'm I'm going on, I'm sorry if I'm blubbering. But remember when DVDs came out? Initially, and all the special features. Mm-hmm. And then there was this point where there was no Blu-ray yet, but DVDs stopped having special features. And you would just get the movie with that weird, like, recycle case. Yeah, and you would have, like, the list of chapters. Yeah. Which I always liked. I had a weird fascination with the list of chapters. I don't know how we ever talked about this. Like, especially for movies that, like, you knew by heart. Was that something like that you like looking to see like what they would name the chapter? Nah, never, uh, never. I, I was never a chapter guy. I I watch it from start to finish. I never like jump to it. No, chapter. no, no. I mean, oh yeah, I never did that. But I mean, like for like a movie that I I loved and was like near and dear to my heart, like that I could recite like Jaws. I would have the DVD and would have on the inside cover the list of chapters, and I would just find it fascinating what they would name each chapter because I would know what scene in the movie they were talking about. Uh, I understand. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just found that to be super fascinating. Yeah. Whatever. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, I never did that, but that's fun. Um, but what I was going to say is, like, special features now, it's like, for movies that you, like, for me personally, like, I, I, I talked about this before, like, have I fallen into this, like, I love obscure shit. And the special features are more fun because you're like, how did this even get made? And they're talking to the writer and the producer and some of the actors and it's crazy. Like, is it cool to see special features for Terminator 2 and how they set up, you know, giant explosions? Yes. 
I'll tell you, I can remember it like yesterday. The day special features died for me on DVD. Transformers, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf <laughs> on the rooftop screaming at Michael Bay because he was like terrified. And the line was, you'll never get this all spark. And he did it like 15 times. And he like stops like, like, Michael, man. This is such a stupid line. You'll never get this all spark. And they're like, they're like hanging him off this building. And he's like basically trying not to cry because he's terrified of hanging off the building. And then trying to recite this stupid line that he's like arguing about. And I remember watching that special feature and going, I don't think I need special features anymore. That's impressive if you even watched that. I know. But I then when special features came back for me, is like Blu-ray, man. Like these low-budget, obscure horror movies where it's like, man... Like, this was this guy's break. Like, this it was... was... It was interesting Interesting to see how they actually got made because there, took, there was some craftsmanship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, no... Like, I love... Uh, I have a bunch of... Um, what do you call them? They're Italian sleaze movies, essentially. Joe D'Amato, I think his name is. Uh, these are movies that... Like anthropophagus and absurd Dr. Butcher MD movies mm-hmm. that have no reason to be on film at all but then there's special features with people who are like in it <laughs> and like making it and it was just like you know the looks on their faces and the, the remembrance and it is funny I, I said it before way back when when I was bitching about uh, Contracted for a lot of these people it's just a job it's just a gig pay the bills and you kind of you see it with the special features because they're not super critical of anything because we're like i was happy to have a job like i was happy to get casted and i did what they said and maybe this person was an asshole or this person was a pain in the ass or this person was unreasonable but like here's what we did we had $100,000 $100,000 to make a whole film in six days. Like, it's like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, damn. You know, what did they get? You know, how much did they get paid? <laughs> Your hope was just, I guess, that it got you to the next job. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what they were going for. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up, let's get into some... I didn't bring our... Or sheet, but are some, some. Why not? Where is it? I can, I can upstairs. I can pause. Yeah, we'll keep going with it. Some shameless plugs. Oh, shameless. All right. So, everybody, you should check out as a primary our Instagram. It is Killer Pod from Outer Space. Big surprise. <laughs> and on there, we'll have some entertaining stories, mostly from Jeff. We'll have some posts. And in the, our bio, we have some links to our other social media stuff. We have a link tree. <laughs> so you can find us on Letterboxd to see what, what, we're watching. Movie, what movies we're watching that we may not uh, mention on the episode. See some movies that we're watching and that we leave a review for that will come up on a future episode. And that kind of stuff. You'll see our untapped. You'll see what we're drinking. You'll see the. Cool no, I think we had to cancel the untapped ones because it wasn't going anywhere. 
No, I still throw it on there. Oh, you I mean, did? It's not, right, good. it's not on the link tree, but I have like untapped in our username. Ah, wonderful. So cool. if you have untapped, you can go search our username and see what we're drinking. See where we're drinking. See, like, uh, the boys are at Root Down tonight. I'm near Root Down. Maybe I should show up and go say hi. That'd be cool. Uh, what else is on there? Oh, our new merch store of sorts. <laughs> T Public. We are now a part of T Public. We have two designs up there. We have the classic Killer Pod from Outer Space logo that you'll see as a part of the, po the podcast and Instagram uh, profile picture. And then you'll see we also like, um, what's it called? Subtracted out just the Killer Pod from Outer Space. Just the, the calligraphy the, name. The words. The yes. words. And you can throw that on T. T Public's got a bunch of stuff. You got T's, you got. Um, coasters and ship <laughs> stickers. Um, I will hoodies. say about T Public. Um, Flash sales. Yeah, it's a twenty-one dollar T-shirt with six dollars shipping. But do not sweat; they have sales every month. Yeah, the don't. T's, T's go down to thirteen dollars, and then you pay nineteen for the all together. Yeah, it's, yeah. I would, you know, wait it out. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would don't recommend paying full price. Which and and none of this affects us in any way. It affects T Public, so yeah, we, we get so, like nothing for, so for the sale. Wait for the sale. They have sales like just like oh, it's the weekend. We're having a sale. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, check it out. Give us a give us a you know. Yeah, Calico Chris just threw his. He got his today. He threw it up on uh, the Instagram. You got a shirt. Yeah, you got a shirt. Oh, got sweet. A nice black tee with the logo. Uh, they're they're snazzy shirts. I mean, they're nice. I uh, recommend it in heather purple. Nice item. I yeah. love that. Looks good. In purple. Uh, I wish so. Producer right now is wearing a hoodie of ours, a zip-up hoodie. I love it. I wish the baseball tees were better. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we'll see. I think Connor got one, so we'll see how it turns we'll out. We'll see how it looks. If, if, if Connor I wish. So, if anything, if you don't want to buy anything, because you do want to buy this item, write to Tee Public, because i got to write to Tee Public. They need to add koozies. Beer koozies. Beer koozies. Like, they have all this stuff. They have coffee mugs. Uh, you can get like a like a uh, pencil yeah, holder, you can get like all the tapestry, tapestry all this everything. crazy shit, which is great. They have officers a wide selection, but no beer koozie, and they need to offer that. So write to them and tell them. Stop, that. stop pounding on the table. You're so angry. Uh, talking my hands. It's all right, let's wrap this bad boy up. That was it. That was all our plugs. Yeah. You don't want to talk about... Untapped. We talked about Letterboxd. We talked about Instagram. We talked about T Public. That's all we got, my friend. Really? I thought we had more. We don't have a YouTube channel yet. Nah, I don't, we don't think we're going to get a YouTube channel. We don't channel. have a... Yes, we are. Don't, don't say that. Oh. We don't have a Twitter. We're not... We have a Twitter. I don't use it. Yeah, we're not good at Twitter. Uh, um, my, I mean, my personal Insta, NL Cypher, N-L-C-Y-P-H-E-R. Oh, yeah. If you want to check out my personal... It's uh, at Cinema of Hops mm -hmm. on there. I'll throw some stuff on that I'm watching, but mostly it's uh, beer stuff and cigar stuff. If you're into that kind of thing. Oh yeah, and you know, we're still we're still doing the damn thing. Uh, I hope we can get some sweet sweet merch soon uh, on our own. But you know, we're exploring. We're exploring. 
The beer koozie thing would be clutch, though. I I want beer koozies. I think the problem with beer koozies and T Public is they're like, yeah, we can't charge people seven dollars for a beer koozie. Well, they had like a notebook. They charge six dollars for. Like a composition notebook? Yeah. Really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, we can get it's our logo put on a notebook. There's, ba- it, it, there's be, baby onesies? It'd be like this notebook right here. It's like, it's like a, you know, huh. letter and it would have our logo on it. Huh. Yeah. Damn. But no koozie. No koozie. Notebook, no koozie. People love koozies. I love koozies. I'm not using one right now. I'm shocked. I was using one last night. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we should wrap it up. Um... Hopefully, everybody is uh, excited as us for the new space. Hopefully, the recording came out well because we're not going to know. We don't know. We have no idea (laughs) until we stop recording and play it back. Um, But it's exciting for us because now, yeah, the recordings are going to come when we want. Yeah, when we want, whatever we want. the killer pod from Outer Space Fantasy Football <laughs> podcast. I forgot we talked about doing a sports one. Yeah. So we have us doing a sports podcast, which will be called Killer Pod from Outer Space Go Sports. Yeah. We have another podcast potentially coming up where Jeff and Stephanie talk about sex advice. We're exchange sex tips. Yep. From a lady's perspective. Yep. I have my own podcast coming up. It's just called Fuck Cooper Cup. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I should have mentioned I uh, beat the pants off Jeff. And I was up by weeks. so much all day. He had started, the mistake of texting me after the one o'clock games. We didn't even get into the four o'clock games, and he's like, "Oh, really bending you over in fantasy." No. I said, "I hope your butthole is enjoying all the pleasure that my fantasy team is getting." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. After the one o'clock games, you don't do <sighs> that after the one o'clock games. I was up so big. I was, you got that zero from Ayuk, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, done." Done. Yeah. And Cooper Cup. <laughs> Go home, Cooper Cup. My boy. All right, we're going to wrap it, it up. Ain't, it ain't white boy, but yeah, it ain't white boy <laughs> day, boss. <laughs> that was a uh, tongue twister. Tongue twister. All right, we're going to have to put the, the things on here. You think so? I, yeah, I keep. All right. All right. Well, we wrap it? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, do the outro. The first episode from the new studio. God, it warms my heart to say we're. So much work, dude. I'm so stoked. Anywho, uh, until next time, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. We are out.